Welcome to Unlawyerly, where we talk about life, the pursuit of happiness, and some law. This is Ramin. It's time to get unlawyerly. When Asya sometimes cooks, if cooking is the right word for this, she uses a pressure cooker. Now, some of you from Middle Eastern families or Middle Eastern backgrounds will understand the importance of pressure cookers, but it's interesting watching it because the way a pressure cooker works is you fill it up with water, put in whatever you need, in this case, let's say beets, and then you put the lid on top and you seal the lid and you turn on the stove top and you just let it be. And after a certain period of time, all that hot air uh, that is forming inside of it because of the boiling water starts to build pressure. And it builds pressure to the point that the pressure cooker then just starts to eventually let off the steam. And that's how you know that something like the beets is prepared. But it builds up, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up, and then finally that pressure gets released. But even then, uh, there are some pressure cookers that you have to release the pressure yourself and you have to be very careful. You have to wait for a while for the uh, to open the lid to let the air out. Now, you may be wondering, Ramin, why are we talking about pressure cookers? Well, the topic of this unlawyerly moment has to do with why we put so much pressure on ourselves. I remember when I was uh, working in big law, and I think this was probably my, my third year uh, in, in the firm, uh, there was a book that was popular, and the name of the book was The Art of Not Giving, and insert the explicitive there. A very fascinating title, and the author, or whoever came up with the title, was a genius. But the book had a lot of very salient points, and one of the biggest takeaways that I received from the book was this whole notion and idea that the vast majority of us grow up with this thought and this idea that you know, every single one of us, we're going to make it, and we're going to make it big, and every single one of us is, is special, and we deserve a gold star, and look, you know, I'm part of the millennial generation, so I'm not going to say that, oh, you know, what was it, something about snowflakes that the boomers were saying or anything like that, but the book had a very um, interesting message, and the, the message was that we grew up with this idea and thought that you know every single one of us are special and every single one of us we're gonna you know make it and we're we're gonna make it big, but look if every single one of us makes it big, in the sense that the way that we see it in the movies and social media, uh, in you know magazines, online magazines or whatever you want to look at it, well, where are the ordinary people? There are no ordinary people in that case. And so I feel that we've all grown up with this thought and this idea that we need to constantly outdo ourselves. We need to constantly outdo our peers. You know, I remember when I was in high school, they had these uh, books that was uh, something related to you know, not necessarily the best of the best or the people who did well in high school. And they, they had this book where they would put your picture and your name and, you know, it was a way to sell things at the end of the day. 
But then you also have nowadays, you know, the top 20 under 20, the top 30 under 30. And I think it stops there because after 30, it's like, well, you've kind of made it in life. Uh, and so there isn't top 40 under 40, top 50 under 50, or maybe there is, but I'm, I'm not aware of it, but I haven't seen those. But those things are, are really used to, you know, showcase, look, look at how these people who are under a certain age, uh, was able to do these, these great and vast things. And, you know, just about every publication out there has come out with like the best, best and the best because everybody's looking for the best and the best. But what these things do is it, it creates very unneeded pressure. And a lot of us, including myself, I've, I'm guilty of this, creates the pressure to do more, be more, and be the best of the best. And ultimately what that does is it, it does create this, this stress, this pressure, kind of like that pressure cooker, where things start to build up. And eventually it gets to a certain point like that pressure cooker where we're at a point where we're trying to figure out what do we need to do next to be able to set the benchmark or to set the marker or set the bar higher. And at a certain point, just like in that book, you know, The Art of Not Giving, insert the explicit there, it reaches a point where you can't continue to run at the pace that you were. And on top of that, a lot of us may not have the types of life experiences that we need or that we have at a certain point uh, to be able to uh, put that type of pressure. For example, when I was in my 20s, I was ready to conquer the world. And I'm still ready to conquer the world. I just feel like I, I need to do it, and I'm doing it at a more reasonable scale, uh, a scale that is is very manageable with everything else that is important. But when we do put unnecessary pressure on our li- in, uh, on ourselves, it does impact other aspects of our lives. It does impact other aspects of our relationships, whether those relationships are there with friends, with family, with our children, with even work colleagues. There's an insane amount of competition that often happens because at the very high spots, there's there's only a certain limited number. So what am I saying? Am I saying not to put pressure on yourself? Because diamonds are created with pressure. Do we not want to be diamonds? No, I'm not saying not to put pressure on ourselves. I think to a certain extent, a reasonable amount of pressure is needed to be able to um, to grow, to be able to move outside of our comfort zones, which is also equated with growth. But I think it needs to be reasonable. You know, the type of pressure that you put on yourself needs to be in line with why are you doing what you're doing? Is it just to say that you got your name on the list of you know, the best of the best, the top 20 under 20, um, top 30 under 30? And look, when I was in big law, I was nominated for uh, one of those uh, upcoming lawyers for energy practice. And I was excited. I was like, you know, look at me. I'm about to be on one of these lists. But then I thought to myself, I was like, okay, so what? So what if that were to happen? If I get my name on the list, what does that mean? It's just going to mean that I need to put more pressure on myself to to get further up there. And of course... You want to be the best at what you're doing. You want to excel at what you're doing, especially if it's within your craft. But you also have to make sure that 
that type of expectation doesn't cause the other other things that are important in your life to fall on the wayside. And I do understand for certain people getting certain accolades or moving up in life in your career is important, and that's okay too. But I think it ultimately goes down to what does it mean for you? What is it ultimately going to do for you? I, I've gotten into cycling, uh, especially once I officially retired from, from big law. And the thing with cycling, and I'm talking about indoor cycling, is in order to get your heart rate to get to the next zone, you have to add a certain level of resistance. You need resistance to be able to go from zone one to zone two, zone three. And depending on the type of ride that you're doing, for example, there's rides where it's a recovery ride where you're trying to stay in zone one, zone two, uh, warm up ride where it gradually gets into, you know, zone three. And then there's the hit ones, high intensity workouts where you immediately try to get in zone three and zone four. And the way to control that is, uh, for the most part, related to the resistance, the amount of resistance that you put on the bike. And so, you know, Depending on the ride that you're doing, you have to put a certain level of resistance to move through the zone. But one of the instructor uh, things that the instructors, instructors often tell us is be aware of where your heart rate is at too. You don't want to get into zone four and zone five so early in the game that it burns you out. And so you decrease your resistance. Or if you realize that you've just been <laughs> kind of mellowing out and hanging out in zone one when you should be in zone two or zone three... You need to increase your resistance. But a lot of that goes into you being honest with yourself. So look, if you're able to handle more pressure than the other person, yeah, you put on more pressure. If you're able to juggle X, Y, and Z thing, and you're able to do it well, then do it. And I'm talking from a place of experience. Early on, from as long as I can remember, I did put a lot of pressure on myself. And it did cause me to excel, excel in the sense of being considered successful um, from, uh, you know, the the accolades, the achievements, the monetary sense. And then I reached a certain point where I just realized, do I really want this type of pressure on me? Do I really want to continue going at the rate that I have and each time moving further and further up that mountain? but not necessarily having it equate to my why, just doing it out of force of habit. And so I started asking myself, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And you know, if you're asking, well, Ramin, did you reach burnout at a certain point? Perhaps I did. Perhaps I reached a point in time where I just realized that what I was doing was no longer in line with my why, with my purpose. Or my purpose changed. My value system changed. You guys know I'm very big on, on value systems. But I realized I developed uh, a system that I started making decisions. And, you know, the certain amount of pressure that I was putting on myself, I was doing out of force of habit. And so I stopped. I, I changed what I was doing. I took some of the pressure off. And I realized that going at 100 miles per hour is not always needed. And yes, 100 miles per hour consistently does lead to burnout because you do need recovery time. You do need time to just be, 
to be still, to be silent. And so what I did was I said, I want a more slow-paced life. I want a life where I can go at a certain pace where it's not constantly go, 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 but still be successful. And if that success is not on the grand scheme of things, that's fine because success rarely is on the grand scheme of things. It's getting, moving, inch by inch, feet by feet, that over time when you look back, you realize, hey, I've come a long way. And in order to do that, I think we all need to at some point realize we have to take some of that pressure off. And we have to know when to do it because otherwise it may reach a certain point where we're forced to do it. So look, pressure is not a bad thing. Pressure is needed to grow. Pressure is needed to form diamonds. And we all want to be diamonds in some respects in our lives. But I think we have to really look at at our lives and determine how much pressure are we putting? Is that pressure necessary? And are we giving ourselves time to alleviate some of that pressure? Just like in that pressure cooker, if we never let that steam out, at a certain point, that pressure is going to blow. It's going to pop. And trust me, we don't want to do that with our own lives. We don't want to get to that point where we haven't let that steam uh, be removed or let go or released. We want to give ourselves some opportunity to be able to re-energize, assess what we're doing, look at our whys, and decide, hey, are we going to continue to go at the pace that we are? And look, for me, I feel like I've already climbed one mountain, and I'm on this other, the second mountain, as they, they, they call it. Um, I'm finding this second mountain to be a little bit more challenging, but... I feel like I'm in control of the type of pressure that I'm putting on myself. And it's exciting because it's not going at the rate of the climb of the first mountain. It's going more at how I want it to be. And, you know, it, it's going to reach a point where I'll look back and I'll realize that, you know, the pressure that I was putting on myself was an amount that I was able to handle. Talk next time. As always, I appreciate you and thank you for listening to Unlawyerly. My name is Ramin Mohammed. You can catch me on Instagram at Unlawyerly with Ramin, unlawyerly.com on our website. Of course, please feel free to subscribe to our YouTube. That's it for today. My name is Ramin again, and it's been Unlawyerly. Thank you.